Well, <laughs> it's been a while, a very long while. Um, I really have no excuse besides the fact that I just was lazy. I could not get myself motivated enough to record a podcast episode. Um, but I'm here now. I'm back. Um, this is the first episode of season two. We're back and we're better. Um, to be honest, I don't even really know where I left off. I think, um, my last episode was me, you know, coming back after another long break. And I'm pretty sure I said my next topic was going to be talking about dating after loss. Um, and I don't want to make this new season entirely about loss and, you know, all about my life and the things that I've seen and experienced because I want to make this more interactive. I want this podcast to be more. Um, I want you guys to hear other people's testimonies about certain topics, whether I've talked about it previously or not. So my plan for this season is to try to get as many guests as I can and record their stories and kind of just have a conversation with them about the things they've experienced and maybe, you know, maybe hearing someone else be transparent about something they've gone through in a different way than I have can also help someone else out there. So that's kind of my plan for this next um, season of episodes. Um, If you've been following along with me from the beginning, I just want to say thank you. It's been very... It's been a difficult time. I will say the first season of episodes that I did on this podcast really, truly drained me. And I think that I explained that in the last episode that I recorded um, in the last season. And I basically just said rehashing everything from when I was young to being with Jordan to shortly after Jordan passed away, just having to rehash everything out and you know, remember the memories and the good things and the bad things and the in-between. It was just really draining on my soul. And as much as it was healing me, it was also reopening a bunch of wounds and like reopening doors that I had purposely closed. And it was just a lot. And so I'm thankful that I got everything out in the way that I did. And I'm thankful that I told my story um, as far as, you know, my parents and losing them and losing Jordan and the trials and tribulations that I faced, you know, through the many years of my life so far. But I wanted to start this new season as the new chapter. Um, Obviously, this podcast is called Survival Mode for a reason. And regardless of everything that I went through in the past, I'm still here. I'm still fighting. Every day is something new. And I'm simply just trying to survive. And I know that we're all out there just trying to make it day by day and trying to survive our days. Um, It's weird because a lot of people have come to me and they're like, you know, your podcasts have helped me. I've felt so alone. And it's crazy because are we ever truly alone? Like there's someone out there that's experiencing exactly what we experienced or are going through exactly what we're going through at the same time. And they could be in a totally different country. But the thing is, is like you're not alone. And I will say this until I'm blue in the face on this podcast because it's so true. And I really feel like a lot of people need to hear that. So anyways, I kind of just wanted to start the first episode of this new season and kind of just um, go into, you know, explain why I went on such a long break, you know, and 
why I'm starting to get back into it now. Um, I always get little comments from my friends and even from John, um, you know, like, why, why'd you stop doing it? Why aren't you doing it? And I know it's, it's helpful. And, um, as much as I hate hearing myself (laughs) over the speakers, um, it it is helpful to look back and like re-listen to some of the things that I did record and just be like, wow, even from recording, you know, back in the summer, whenever I started this, I've come a long way. And, um, just for, you know, starters for some news, um, I am engaged. I am a fiance. Um, as of December 12th of 2023, last year. Um, and that was also mine and John's one year anniversary together. So yeah, there's just a lot to cover in that aspect. Um, I will get into the engagement and all of that. But like I said, I wanted to talk about dating after losing a significant other. Um, and because I feel like this is my new chapter, um, John is a part of my new chapter and he fully deserves that spotlight. So, um, I just want to start off by saying that if you are in my position, have ever been in my position and you're young and you lose a significant other, your life is not over. I promise you. Um, (laughs) I remember when Jordan died, I had, posted a video of myself, um, basically just saying in this video, I mean, it was mainly towards all the people that were reaching out to me. I had tons of messages and text messages and calls and just, you know, social media posts. And there was just so many people that I was like super overwhelmed. And so I recorded myself, um, on video thanking everyone and just letting everyone know that, I was going through it. I was grieving. I was lost and I saw everyone reaching out to me and it meant so much to me at the time, but I couldn't physically reach back out to every single person. Um, I mean, I'm telling you, it was like 400 people. It was a lot. And I was trying to process like what had just happened, what I had just experienced and seen. And, um, the best way for me to connect with everyone was to go on social media. Um, And, you know, as time moved on, a lot of people said, um, actually, not even a lot of people, let's just be really honest, a few people um, claim that I did what I did on social media. Um, My advocacy and all that was a cry for attention and that I was using his death as clout is exactly what um, was said to me. And that's not true. I, why would I need clout for someone's death? You know what I mean? Like, that's just like the lowest of the low. I'm not that person. And if you truly know me, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't do that. And the people that said that, you know, they should have known me and they should have known that that isn't something I would have done. Um, but anyways, so I took to social media because it was the easiest way to connect with everyone at the same time. Right. I mean, what's the point of social media in general? So in this video, I'm talking about, um, you know, funeral arrangements and I'm talking about, you know, saying thank you to everyone that reached out, yada, yada. And, um, I know in a certain part of the video, I remember, I I don't even think I have this video anymore. It's on my Facebook somewhere, but I definitely just don't want to go search for it and rewatch it because man, that's heartbreaking. But I remember saying like something along the lines of, I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to have kids. I'm never, you know, going to date again. The love of my life is gone. And, you know, that's it for me. And in that moment, I truly 
100% believed that. Like, 100% believed that there was no one else in this world for me, and I was never going to get married, and I was never going to have kids. And it wasn't solely just because my heart was with Jordan, but it was also because I felt like there was a no guy in this world who would want to be with someone who had become a widow at 27. And I just felt like I had so much baggage and, you know, so many people were worried about me and worried that I was going to hurt myself or, you know, I was going to go off the deep end and do something crazy um, because I was grieving so bad. And because, you know, I found him in the state that I did. And I mean, yeah, I feel like if I was an outsider and this happened to one of my friends, I probably would be worried about them too. Um, But I know what I'm capable of. I'm a very resilient person. I have a very strong mind. And, um, you know, I'm emotional, but I'm not weak. And I never have been. And so um, I knew that I would eventually, you know, get through it. And in order to get through it, you have to go through it. So I had my moment where I was defeated and I felt like my life was over and I might have been dramatic about it. But I mean, you have to give me some grace because at that time, it felt like my world really was over. Um, So my point in all of this is it's your life is most definitely not over. And it doesn't matter how old you are, by the way. But because I was 27 years old, you know, I have so much life ahead of me. And I was just automatically cutting myself off from the dating world, from the world in general at that time. And that's okay. And I'm glad that I did because, you know, I, there were just so many guys that reached out to me and used my, my experience with grieving and death as an in, like to take advantage of it, right? Like I had a few guys reach out to me, I would say maybe a month or two after the funeral and they were like, you know, I'm so sorry for your loss. Like, I hope you're doing okay. And, you know, that's fine. Everything was fine. You know, you're sending me your condolences. Appreciate that. Love that for me. But then it turned into, you know, if you ever want to get a drink and talk or, you know, I'm here for you. And it's like, but you've never been there for me any other time of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've never reached out to me before. Now, all of a sudden, you want to talk to me about me losing the love of my life. Like, it just didn't sit right with me and I knew like what was happening um but I tried to brush it off I tried so hard to be nice to some of these people but one guy in particular actually actually there's two I'll talk about two but one guy in particular um that I had been friends with for years he hadn't talked to me and I don't know maybe five six years hadn't talked to me once while I was dating Jordan um and he had reached out maybe like two or three months after the funeral And he was like, you know, let me take you out to dinner. Let's talk, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? I appreciate the offer. You're very sweet, um, but I'm just not ready. Like, I'm not ready to talk to another man, (laughs) like, at all that isn't, like, family. You know what I mean? And he actually got very mad at me and ended up telling me that I needed to get over my grief. And I remember uh, this is when I started screenshotting people like I started screenshotting guys and their messages and I would post it on social media and call them out because at this point I was like well I have nothing to lose and I'm you know these guys want to act like they're such great people you're literally getting upset with a grieving girl who just lost a guy she was dating for almost four years you know two months ago and you're upset with her because she doesn't want to get a drink with you so you can 
I don't know, seduce her. Like, it's just wild to me how some of these dudes' minds work. Like, don't be that person. Don't use someone's traumatic experience and take advantage of them in the lowest time of their life. Like, you are literally a piece of shit for that. Um, I'm not going to disclose names because it's really just not important, but... Um, and I know this guy isn't listening to this because he's literally blocked on everything. He probably doesn't even know I exist anymore. Totally cool with that. But, um, yeah, I, if he ever does listen to this one day, he'll know it's about him. Um, and then, you know, there was the one person that, um, I did actually trust after losing Jordan. Um, and I would say it was maybe, I don't know, like three, maybe three months. Uh, and this person was a very good friend. We had dated never officially, but we had dated off and on, um, for eight years. And, um, you know, he was very kind to me when Jordan passed away and he reached out to me and, you know, it was just very kind. And because we had been friends for so long and we had dated here and there throughout the years, um, you know, I trusted him and I felt safe talking to him. And so I hung out with him a few times and, um, I thought everything was fine. Like, you know, normal. He was like totally there for me, made me feel safe and seen and understood. And of course it got taken too far. And, um, you know, he definitely tried to take advantage of that as well. And, um, it just wasn't a good feeling. Someone that you had trusted for years and, you know, thought was a good person and you had all this history with, and then they just turn around and treat you the same way that these dudes who don't even know you treated you and at the worst time of your life. And this guy knew very well how much Jordan meant to me and, you know, talked to me about Jordan and about his life and about how it all happened and the things I went through, the things we went through as, you know, in our relationship and for him to just turn around and, you know, I found out he had a girlfriend, um, the entire time that he was trying to talk to me and, you know, um, it's just, it's just messed up. And, um, this guy also knows exactly who he is and, you know, I will never speak to him again. And it's just, it is what it is. Like true colors were shown and um he's extremely beneath me and that's um that's that but um i will say dating after losing someone in that way is just very hard you don't really know what to expect you're not you know i wasn't in the dating world for almost 4 years things change um and i wasn't ready for any of it i just wasn't looking for anything I, you know, every human has their needs. And of course, I wanted to be loved and I wanted to be cared for. And, you know, I did get that. I got that from a few people that made me feel seen and, you know, wanted to take care of me. But it just wasn't right. And, you know, I feel really bad for hurting their feelings. But um, yeah, I was at a very difficult time in my life. And I can't apologize for doing the things that I did to an extent because I didn't really know what I was doing. And, you know, it kind of says a lot about the person who got involved with me at that time in my life because they knew very well that I wasn't right in the head. And um, to hold that against me is just, it's its a shitty feeling. Um, but it, it's hard. You have the whole world looking at you and, you know, just like staring down every move you make. And, you know, when I first met John, I was so secretive about it and I hid it from so many people except for like my sister and my closest friends. And it was just so top-notch secret because I was so scared of what people would think of me. 
I already had so many people that either supported me and loved me or they were against me um, because certain members of his family were trying to like brainwash people and turn them against me and claim that, you know, I held Jordan hostage and whatever else. And so I was just so nervous and, and mostly I was scared to lose my relationship with Jordan's dad because that is the most special to me out of everyone in his whole entire family. Jordan's dad means the most to me, will always mean the most to me. I will do anything for that man. And that was my biggest fear was losing him. And to be honest, um, as much as I love John and I'm in love with him, back in that time, if Steve, Jordan's dad, would have told me, um, hey, like, I don't, I don't like this. Like, if you, if, you know, you want to be with him, we can't have a relationship. I honestly probably would have stopped talking to John. And that's not to be insulting to John in, in no way. But at that time, you know, I felt like all I had was Jordan's dad. So I probably would have chosen him. And that's just how strong my loyalty was to him. And I know, you know, Jordan probably wouldn't have wanted that. But again, I wasn't in my right state of mind. Um, so like I said, I, when I first met John, it was very secretive. Um, he asked me out on a date. We had known each other, um, years prior. He (laughs) had claimed that he had saw me, um, at a bar and added me on Facebook, you know, like a few years after when he recognized me. And the same year that he had added me on Facebook is when I met Jordan and started dating Jordan. So, you know, for four, almost four years, we had each other on social media, um, but didn't really, you know, do anything about it, obviously. And I'll go into more detail um, about how John and I met and like our story in another episode. But this one, I wanted to really focus on dating after, you know, losing a significant other because it really is tough. Like you, there's just so many fears and there's just so much like drama that surrounds it. And you really have to be strong. You have to have a really strong mentality and you have to just say, fuck it and not worry about what other people think or say. And I remember him and I, he officially asked me to be his girlfriend, um, (laughs) on December 4th of 2023, but I'm an accountant. So, you know, numbers are weird for me. And that was just a weird, like set of numbers. So I told him that we could, um, start dating 12, 12. And so he was like, totally cool with it. So 12, 12, 20 or wait. Yeah. 12, 12, 22, actually, I'm sorry. I think I said 12, 4, 20, 23. That's not right. He officially asked me 12, 4, 22, and I made it 12, 12, 22. Um, just a thing with numbers. I don't know. I'm weird. My brain's weird, but, um, so I actually didn't change anything on my Facebook. Um, I didn't even post anything on social media. And, you know, I'm a lover girl. I'm very transparent. I like to show off, you know, whoever I'm with because obviously I'm with them for a reason. Um, And I didn't with John and he didn't deserve that. But at the same time, I, I didn't know how to, I guess, soft launch him into my life because I knew it was going to upset people. I knew it was going to shock people. I knew I was going to be the talk of the town again. And I just didn't want that attention. And I didn't want John to have that attention either. Um, So I think it was like New Year's, I want to say. I had had a drink and I believe I changed my relationship status because at the time it still showed that I was in a relationship with Jordan. And I was honestly scared 
to change that because it just felt so real to me. Like it hurt my feelings that like it like his Facebook was going to show and this is so dumb because it's literally social media, but it hurt my feelings that if I removed my relationship status with Jordan, it was going to show on his profile that he was in a relationship, but it wasn't going to be with me. I mean, everyone knew that I was the last girl he was ever with. And that's not the point. It was just, it was like making it more real for me to see it in person, if that makes sense. So I knew that I was being unfair to John. I wasn't being, I don't know. I I wasn't being, I wasn't thinking of his feelings. I was more concerned about mine. And, you know, looking back on it now, I regret being that way. But at the same time, Again, I was just in a weird state of mind and and there's no handbook to this, you know? I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I ended up changing my relationship status. I think it was on New Year's um, of 2023. And I remember like, as soon as I did it, I was like, oh my God, what did I just do? Like, I was a mess inside my head. Like, my heart hurt. Like, it was just all becoming so real for me. And I knew that I needed to take that step But it was just really hard to do it. And I was so effing scared of what everyone was going to think of me. And I don't know why. Because now I could give... I could not care less. But yeah, I just remember being like deathly scared of what people would say. And so I know like the next day John had texted me and he was just like, "Did, did anyone say anything to you? Like you didn't have to do that. I understand. Like he was just totally understanding. And that's the thing about John is he has been the most understanding man I've ever been with. And I know certain things had hurt his feelings in the beginning of our relationship. Um, But it was definitely a learning experience for the both of us. And I think it's made our relationship stronger to what it is today. But um, after he had texted me that, you know, no one had reached out to me. Um, In fact, a lot of people were really happy for me. And they were just saying, you know, like, it's so nice to see you, you know, finding, finding happiness again and being happy. And um, I had a lot more people happy for me and excited to find out who this new person was. And so many people wanted to know who John was right away because they knew that if I had moved forward and I was in a relationship with someone, that meant that this person must be really special. And John is really special and forever will be really special to me because it takes a very strong man to see a girl who's completely broken and finding her way and, you know, just taking on all of this grief and still, like, decide to become involved with her. And he knew what he was getting himself into, but I don't think he knew the extent of it. And even though, like, this was a learning experience for the both of us, he ha- he's handled all of this with so much grace. Like, he accepted the fact that You know, he walked into my house and I have like, I had multiple shrines of Jordan, like pictures everywhere, like his, his ashes, like notes and just all types of things. Like everywhere you went in my house, there was something of Jordan and he accepted that and he, you know, was in my house with me and dealt with it for months and you know, always had to hear Jordan's name or hear stories about him. And he accepted my relationship with Jordan's dad and stepmom and stepsisters and, you know, was totally fine with one day meeting them and being involved with them. And, you know, now he has a great relationship with them. And like truly everything that I was so scared of just like fell into place. 
and everything worked out the way that I was really praying that it would work out. But a lot of that was because of John, because he was able to, you know, withstand the drama and the remarks and the comments and the hate. And, you know, to be honest, I got more hate from his side than I did my side. Um, And I don't mean like his family or anything. I just mean like girls that he had once been, you know, involved with or like had things with or whatever. Like they did not, (laughs) they did not want to see him happy. Um, And like, if you're listening to this and you're one of those girls, like I, like I appreciate you coming to me and telling me like whatever you told me. Um, But something in my gut told me that like, I need to find out for myself. And like, that's the type of person I am. So like, I'm sorry if like, you know, he like hurt your feelings or it just didn't work out. But like, we are all growing and learning through life. And I mean, I've made tons of mistakes with my past relationships. I have not been the best girlfriend, you know, my whole life. Like, I definitely have screwed things up quite a few times. And I can admit that Um, we all make mistakes. We're human. But you know, as far as people coming, coming towards, and even one girl was like, she like made a fake account just to tell me how awful John was, you know? And it's like, I hadn't seen anything. I had seen no red flags. He was just so amazing in every way. And he still is like, I don't know. I don't know what these girls went through. And, and (laughs) to be honest, like, you know, I know not everyone is innocent, but I've never experienced anything bad with John really. And I don't think I ever will. Um, And obviously we're engaged now. So that feeling that I had in my gut was for a reason. And um, that's really all I can say about that. But um, I just want it to be known that if you are, you know, going through a loss where you lost your boyfriend, your husband, your fiance, you know, your partner, whatever the case may be, um, I just want you to know that it is hard it's so hard to date after losing someone, especially because half the world thinks that you, you know, aren't allowed to date for years and years. And some people think that, you know, if you don't move on right away, like you, you're depressed and you need, you know, psychiatric help and you need medication. That's not the case. There's no handbook. You move forward when you're ready. And, and I don't see it as moving on either. I don't believe in the term moving on. Because I'm never, ever going to move on from from Jordan and from what I had with him. I call it moving forward because it's not like you just leave the grief behind when you meet someone new, right? Like, my grief will will forever come with me. It will follow me, you know, until the day I die. So it's moving forward. And I moved forward with John, and he's also moving forward with me. And he's so accepting of Jordan that he understands, you know, how I feel. And as I'm healing from certain things, you know, it took me a long time to take down, you know, all of, I haven't taken down all of the pictures of me and Jordan or anything, but it's, it took me a long time to slowly start putting things away. If that makes sense. I'll never get rid of anything that me and Jordan had together or that was his, or, you know, I'll never throw anything out. Um, but there's a special place for it. And, you know, one day I I will tell my children about this person, you know, about Jordan that was the first love of my life and how I believe that Jordan led me to John, which is my happy ending now. And I don't know, I just feel like that's something that is really special and a lot of people don't have that. And although some people may see it as hurt, you know, like that's can be hurtful or, or, you know, hard to talk about, hard to get through, or you shouldn't tell your kids that. I think it's really important to talk about it 
because it's a very special thing. Like I would have never met John. I would never be getting married to him. And if we have kids one day, I that would never happen if I hadn't if I had not met Jordan and gone through what I did with Jordan and experienced life with Jordan. Um so I'm I I just don't believe that moving on is the correct term. It's moving forward. And there's no set time whether you move on uh, on to someone else a month, two months, three months later, three years later, 30 years later, it doesn't matter. Um, there's no, there's no good time for anything. Like when it comes to grief, there's just no, I don't even have the words for it. (laughs) I I really don't have the words for it. There's just a no right, right time for anything. You kind of just have to jump into it. You, you just have to like, take the leap of faith and hope that you're doing the right thing, right? I mean, I didn't know if me and John would work out and I was taking that risk because I was following my heart and like I said, there's not a lot of guys in this world that will like come into the mix of things the way that he did and just like do it all so gracefully and handle it so well and still love me for me. Um, so that's really all I can even say about this specific topic, um, you know, do what feels right to you. Do what feels good. You're not a bad person for wanting to move forward with someone new. You are human. You deserve to be loved. You deserve to be in a happy relationship. You deserve to experience all the human feelings and you have needs. You're a human. You have needs. You, you know, you want to be loved. You want to be held and cuddled and touched. Like that's just normal. Um, Life is not fun if you can't go through it with someone next to you. So it's just not worth living. And I know 100% for a fact, the person that you lost would not want you to be unhappy for the rest of your life because they're not here. Because that's just not a life worth living at that point. So that's really all I have to say um, on this topic. Like I said, I will get more into the subject of John and I and our relationship and how we met and how we progressed. Um... I'll do that on the next episode, but for now, this is all I got for you guys.